Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Here we go, an hour of tech talk today here on News Talk, 830-WCCO. Certainly autumn in the air and always a great time to work on your computer uh, hardware, software, whatever. If you have a question, Doug is the man. And the number is always 651-461-9226. 651-461-9226. And that's good for a call or a text here on Tech Talk. And Doug, I hope you've had a good week. Thanks so much for joining us today. Oh, absolutely, Stephen. Thank you for having me. You know, speaking of computer problems, I'm having a little bit one today, and I can't figure it out. We're having trouble with our clean feet, but I hope I'm coming in okay for you. Yeah, sounds great. And we invite people to call or text the program today, 651-461-9226. And, Doug, let's start out with something that has been a pretty popular topic here in uh 22 and it will continue to be and that is what's going on at microsoft uh i i know when you buy a new machine windows 11 so on and so forth but if you have an older machine what should you do i we always default if it's running fine don't worry about it um what, what what's your advice on that windows front yeah, you know, the thing is, is they're, they're, they've gotten a little bit out of hand, I think, with Windows 11. It, you know, it's no longer free now. Even Windows 11 Home, uh, you have to buy a license for $99. And that would be fine. You know, when we had Windows 10, and we were actually the product, because uh, they were all the data mining. But now, that, none of that's changed, and they still are, are expecting the $99. In addition to that, they have put really large restrictions on what hardware you can have. You've got to have a a trusted platform chip uh, that they can connect with. And in addition to that, when you're installing Windows 11 or setting it up for the first time, it truly is invasive by forcing you to have a Microsoft online account. I think people need to to rebel just a little bit. It's um, it's just too much, I think. And I don't really see any internal improvements in, in Windows 11. It looks to me like a new package and more control. I, I can't see any other improvements. I, I don't think I would rush into to updating to Windows 11 at all, not for a minute. All right, and then there was that talk, and this was news to me the last time you joined us, uh, was about Windows 12 
What, what, what do we know yeah. about that? Is, is that for real? It's a, you know, it's rumored. I, I see it coming. They, um, I, I don't know what they're going to change. I, I know that there's a lot of things missing in, in Windows 11 that we had back in Windows 7 that people got to, got used to using and made life easier. And now it's just click, 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 and push, push, push. And, yes, you can go through and you can set up Windows 11 and bypass all that stuff, but you shouldn't have to. Yeah, if, if, you're, if they're going to be selling our private data, which they are, um, and if Microsoft is going to charge in addition to that, I don't think it should be both. I, we kind of did this to ourselves with the free stuff, but it's completely out of hand at this point. I, I'm not sure what they're going to do. I know that uh, the changes are coming fast and furious. Uh, they're talking now about a new operating system, which it really isn't, but we say it is. And I'm just not in favor of all this nonsense. I think that it's going to cost them their reputation in the end. I mean, there's people in the industry that are saying, well, Microsoft hasn't really come out with a new operating system. They're just collecting data. They're nothing more than a giant data mining business. But at the same time, if you're in business in the United States, Windows really does dominate the desktop here. There's no changing that. They, I hate to use the word, but they really do kind of have a monopoly. All the manufacturers are building drivers and things for Windows or, well, first before anybody because, well, that's where the business is at this point. But I think they, everybody needs to take a step back and take a breath and say, you know, there's got to be a little consumer protection here as well. I am not looking forward to playing with 12 one-bit. And there's no talk of a release date or anything. I hope it's not just rumors, but there's an awful lot of buzz going on. And people are saying, well, we're barely getting used to 11. And I hate to rant about this, but I just think it's out of hand. But we have to have it. If you're a home user and you want something that virtually will go with every, any combination of hardware and software that you have, you're kind of pinned, you're chained to Windows. That's um, just a fact of life. And I hope that helps. Yeah, and Doug, we've talked about this before. Um, I worked uh, and have worked in the printing business for for a long time, full time. And I worked for a company that used uh, Windows and Windows 3 uh, or 365 and so on and so mm-hmm. forth. And that worked fine. But the, but the new company I went to work with, they, they moved over to Google. And at oh, first it was a little bit painful. And and Odyssey, uh, the parent to WCCO Radio, made the move over to Google as well. So it's been great because I already went through that with, with my full-time job. And now in the radio job, uh, we're, we're on that Google platform. And, and to me, I, I think it's great. And, and the portability, it's so much easier to deal with. And, and the fact that, uh, for instance, on the Chromebook sitting in front of me, I can have my private email and jump right over to either work email and keep those separate. I'm a big believer in keeping all those accounts separate. But but mm-hmm. moving back and forth, for instance, on a Chromebook, I, I think it's, it's the real deal. I've been very impressed. And once again, I was resistant when we made the move from Windows-based at work over to Google, but but I'm sold on it. So there is competition out there. There are options out there for businesses to move away from Windows if they so choose. 
Oh, no doubt. And I think, too, that, you know, when people get used to something and it just becomes second nature, they're just operating more on a subconscious level. That's what kind of creates the turmoil. But once you recreate or retrain your brain, if you will, and you make that change, I agree. I actually worked on a Mac last week that was end of life with Google with the Chromium operating system. Um, I was able to install Peppermint, which is a fork from Linux Mint, and it has all almost the same connectivity as the Chromium OS. And fast, man, that thing was fast. I, I just think that we need another avenue to utilize these things. And with the new Google Workspace, yeah, I think it's like $6 a month per account. I don't think people are going to be missing a thing. And, again, if your work demands that you have Windows 365, yes, then you are required to have an online Microsoft account. But you should be able to run your, your machine locally as well. With Windows 11, unless you're connected to the Internet, you're really dead in the water. And I know that today that should just be a given, but from time to time, people are going to want to run their computer on a local basis only. I think it's going to be really difficult with the, with the restrictions that Microsoft seems to be heading towards. That, that's my biggest opposition. It's a, it's a crazy world. I'm waiting for Apple to jump into the business game. You know, with iCloud, they've got all the tools, too. I'm just waiting for them to come up with a group thing. I'm surprised they haven't done it already. Yeah, it, it really is surprising that they haven't moved into that marketplace because I, I, I think Google has taken on. So now there, there's a challenger, and, and you would think Apple behind the scenes would, would come forward with some sort of robust business solution. Uh, like I say, the, the, the equipment is still, in a lot of ways, the gold standard in the injury. The hardware is, is pretty hard to mm-hmm. beat still even in 2022. Oh, no question. And, and you know, Apple, they've got, in my opinion, everything in place. The last little piece to the puzzle is just making groupware, just making it so we can separate groups of people together within the group and set up some restrictions. And, well, I, I just can't believe that it hasn't been done already. I think that they're really missing it here, probably in the works. Um, Apple usually won't release anything until it's spot on, and when it comes out, you know, it's going to be a big production. And Who knows? I, I look forward to that as well. I'd like to see another player here. Yeah, and uh, speaking of Apple, uh, it, it seems like uh, they're, they're cranking out new versions of iPhones more rapidly than they were. I, I, I think they're already uh, touting the 14, uh, if, yep, they if are. memory serves. And, and yep, I'm, You're I'm, right. And you know what's crazy about that? I'm still using an 8. And I've been really easy on phones over the year, knock on wood. Uh, I'm still on an 8. And I I checked around in my uh, equipment archive, if you will. I still have the original iPhone 3. And it's in pristine condition. That that baby's a museum piece at at this point. Yeah, I'm going to add to that. That's going to be a keeper for sure. Yeah, it's got that it's got that chrome rounded back. It it's really a, a great piece of work. It's it's cool. But but tiny compared to even the eight. Oh yes, yeah. Well they're you know, they we're getting more big, bigger screens and of course, you know, Samsung with the Android line, they're going to the to the fold phones and the flip phones. And the fold I, I don't know. I just um I can't see crimping a, a, a display in half. 
Uh, I just can't see it. But but we live in a crazy world, and technology is rapidly moving forward. So it's um, uh, what I'm looking forward to is is the holographic screens. I can have a 20 inch screen on my phone. <laughs> yeah, it, and I think oh, that's sure. I think it's right around the corner. Yeah, the, the phones are rapidly turning into tablets. Uh, quick break. We'll come back. Much more on Tech Talk. Uh, we're going to talk about modems and routers again. When, when is it time to ask your Internet service provider for a new one? We'll get Doug's thoughts on that coming up in a moment. Here's the number on the show, as always, 651-461-9226, 651-461-9226. Here on News Talk, E3OWCCO. It is Tech Talk on a Saturday. Doug Swindahart joins us uh, between 2 and 3 o'clock, sports schedules permitting, and the number on the program, 651 651- Four six one nine two two six six five one four six one nine two two six, and that is good for a text or a call here on News Talk E three O W C C. And before we get into modems and routers, let's bring in Pete and Carver. Pete, you're on the air with Doug. Hello. Hi. Hey, thanks for uh, doing the program. We appreciate it. Oh, you're welcome. Oh, all of you. Hey, um, I've got a, a window. Uh, HP laptop is about five, six years old, and it has Windows 10 on it. And I got a new printer, and for I don't know if this happened simultaneously, but now my cursor is getting uh, sticky and jumpy, and uh, you got to chase it around more than you can actually get any work done. Uh, what's what am I? What should I be looking for? I think you got processes running in the background, and your best approach to that. Your first steps, I would say, would be uh, to download and run Provisor, P-R-I-V-A-Z-E-R.com. And it's a free program. You can donate to the project if you wish. Uh, but get that, install it, and run that, and that might just solve your problem. You've got things running in the background that are preventing your, your mouse from operating properly. It, it's, um, it's either that or it's some connection between your mouse but if you've you got the same thing on your touchpad, then it's definitely you're running too many processes. And if that doesn't do it for you, you give me a call next week, and we'll try a couple other steps. All right, very good. Thanks for the call. And, of course, uh, he joined us on the City's One Plumbing Talk and Text Line. And the number is 651-461-9226, 651-461-9226. Not familiar with this brand, Doug, but from our text line, uh, do you think NVIDIA is going to price itself out of the market with their new 40 series line? I read that AMD uh, Radeon is doing the same thing at a much cheaper price point. Uh, Not familiar with that line? What do you know about it? Oh, my. NVIDIA chips. There is all kinds of scandal going around NVIDIA. They have decided to run their own product line and instead of just supplying chips to like EVGA, which is a huge company. And EVGA has actually cut ties with NVIDIA completely. They're just too difficult to work with. I agree. I think that by, by cutting off the, your supply chain, which is all video cards that are running an NVIDIA chip, which is a lot of them, I think it's a huge mistake. I don't know what their idea is, but, you know, they had these channels set up for 
two plus decades, and it's successful. And they have become to a point, well, now how can anybody compete with somewhere where they actually don't have the cost of that chip when they produce a video card? So it's, um, it's going to get real interesting. I agree. I, I'm looking at a video card for my computer to replace, and I'm, I'm looking at a Radeon. I don't think I'm going to go with an NVIDIA. I just, um, it, it, just, it just doesn't seem really, really intelligent at this point. Usually these companies can do stuff like this, and, but I think that if they get too arrogant and they go too far, it will cost them in the end. And I think that that's what's going to happen with NVIDIA. Just, um, I think it's a mistake. I, just keep doing what you're doing if it's successful, but they're, they're going after all of it now, I guess. I, it's going to be interesting to watch how this all pans out. But for a company the size of EVGA to stop producing video cards, which was their mainstay, and they're, they're, they're a healthy company, too. EVGA has got other products, but I'm quite certain that we're going to see some EVGAs come out with um, Radeon chips, which really I look forward to seeing that. Competition is going to heat up here. Wouldn't hurt us to have another video chip mark maker in, on the planet either. Yeah. Just the two of them is not enough. We need more competition and more drive and more innovation, especially with the prices. You know that new NVIDIA card that they're referring to? It's twelve hundred dollars. I mean, it's just just insane. Now uh, they've got three levels of this, and the and the bottom level really shouldn't even be labeled. I don't think a forty. It should be like a thirty-eight or a thirty-nine or a thirty-seven, something different. It, the goes according to the dyes and how the cooling is, and there there needs to be more information on the box. It appears to me that what they're doing is really kind of kind of underhanded towards the consumer. Because if you're standing in the store looking at the three boxes and you go, well, this one's uh, $1,300, this one's 900 and this one's 7 And the difference between the 7 and the 9 according to the box, is nothing more than 12 gigs of memory compared to 16 gigs. Well, you know, for uh, $200, I can live without that 4 gigs of RAM in my video because I got 32 gigs in my machine. And people are going to buy that, but it isn't anywhere near the technology of the of the 1080s so it's um it's going to get good it's going to get real good yeah and, uh, final thought before we go to the weather break we'll still get into modems and routers here mm-hmm. in a little bit particularly if you lease um from CenturyLink or xfinity etc but back to the chip thing we, we've been hearing now for a long long time well that's why there's you know, cars are hard to find, and, and there aren't many new cars on the lot, that, that there's a chip shortage and so on and so forth. Really haven't heard a lot about that lately. What do you know? Um, is the industry starting to catch up, or, or are we still in shortage mode at this point? I think we're still in shortage mode. My, my thing is, is I don't know if we're really short. Do we have a warehouse that, that as soon as they get the prices marked up that we can start building cars again? It doesn't seem to be an issue with uh, import cars, which I am just mind-boggled over. doesn't seem to be an issue with video cards. Uh, things like that, it, it just, it's bizarre. It's just bizarre. And I think that, again, we kind of gave away the farm here in the United States because there was a time we were the only ones producing microchips. And we kind of shipped that all off to China, or at least the majority of it. And I think or in Taiwan Germany, or, yeah. Yeah, I think in Germany they're producing their own, and Japan's starting to produce their own. 
I think we need to get back manufacturing our own as well. I think we'd be much, much better off. But that's a personal opinion. It's, um, I'd like to see some regulation, but, you know, the United States can't regulate another country, and that's part of the problem. Yeah. 2.31, we'll come back. Uh, by the way, uh, the phone number on the program, it is good for a call or a text, and that is 651-461-9226. 651-461-9226, and that is the City's One Plumbing Talk and Text Line. And Tech Talk will continue following the weather here at News Talk. E3-O-W-C-C-O. Tech Talk on a Saturday. Steve Thompson, Doug Swinthart. And by the way, uh, our City's One Plumbing Talk and Text Line is open for you right now. 651-461-9226. 651-461-9226. Still plenty of time to get in. And uh, send us your text. Doug, I wanted to bring up uh, modems. I wanted to bring up particularly the modems and, and routers that, that come as part of your deal if you sign up with CenturyLink or Xfinity. And they'll provide the modem, et cetera, and get you set up and get you going. But but at what point um, should you say, hey, I need a new one? Is, is there a time frame? Is there a performance issue? You know, when do you... When do you ask for a new one? I know we had uh, a storm this spring, and ours just died. And we needed to get a replacement. They sent a replacement, trained right up. Away we go, no problem. Uh, but is is there a point in time or is there a shelf life for these modems and routers, whether you lease one or, or you own one? You know, the thing is, is when you lease one or buy it and rent it. I think that's really the answer. Your, our service, our internet service providers, they need to do updates from time to time, and they will do all those updates on their equipment where the purchased equipment, like a Motorola, which is excellent equipment, by the way, sometimes they don't get the proper updates, and they are not responsible for that. So it seems like a good deal to buy them, but the performance of what of the modems slash routers that you get from CenturyLink and Xfinity today, in my opinion, are second to none. Absolutely second to none. And as far as when you need one, if they all went out the way yours did, life would be very simple. <laughs> well, yeah. If it's dead, you need a new one. That, that's, that's right. That, that's actually lucky when that happened. They will get to a point, I've seen them where they start this ghosting business where they'll run fine for a couple hours and then do weird stuff. And if you get to a point to where you can't diagnose it and you call them and they might even tell you, no, you're fine. Say, well, yeah, but something's going on here and I'd like to try a new modem. They'll send you one. They, they really will. And a lot of times that fixes the, the, the anomalous problems. Uh, if your network is up and running and it's fine and you're getting decent speeds, no, we're going to have some up and down with Internet. There's just no way around that. But overall, if you're able to connect and you stay stable and if you're watching TV and you're not buffering to death, it, it's, um, it, there's no need. I, I still belong to the school of if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Yep. And there's a lot of modems out there that are 15 years old running just fine. Some of them go after a week or two. It's just... Uh, it's just a fact of life. So I really believe in renting them. I think that that's really your answer. And not to mention that 
Now you, they have to actually make certain that internet is in your house. And once it's in your house, then the responsibility of the network and your security and all that, that's on you. But it really does make sense to have that piece of equipment for certain come from that internet service provider. That's a personal opinion, but I think it's pretty widespread within the text that, that that's the way to go. All right, Doug, let's go to the phone lines. Peter in New Richmond. Peter, you're on the air with Doug. Hello. Yes, sir. I have a Windows 10, and I'm trying to add to an email a picture or an album of pictures. And when I go to to attach it, I hit open, and rather than the thing attaching itself, it uh, it just opens the the pictures. And I'm watching the pictures, and it's not adding it to the email. It's uh the the attachment that you're trying to to put on that email, I believe, is probably too large. Nearly every internet service provider that gives you email, including Gmail, has a limit as to how much you can attach to them. Otherwise, people will be sending gigabytes on every email. Your easiest fix to that, if you have a Gmail account, you can save those files on your Google Drive. Then go to that on Google Drive. You can right-click on the folder or the files, and you can just select Share. And you can either put in people's email address, or you can just copy the link and send them the link. That way they can actually view them just like a web page. Google did this a number of years ago to reduce the amount of Internet traffic, and it's been highly successful. Yet another reason why I think everybody should have a Gmail account. That Google Drive is just a tremendous tool, tremendous tool. And you can even do it if you've got them saved in your photos, which, by the way, is part of Google Drive, even though it's almost transparent. But that's your best way to send massive data or to transmit massive data. When you set up that share, you can determine if the receiving party has the right to edit it, if they can download it, or just strictly view it. And it's very simple. Right-click and just read down the terms, and when you do it a couple times, it'll just get to be second nature. That was one of the biggest innovations in Google, in Gmail and Google Drive. When that came out years ago, oh, man, that solved so many problems for smaller companies that couldn't afford to install a full-blown wide area network. And it really has been helpful. And I hope that helps. And good luck. Yeah, great call. And thanks for that here on Tech Talk. And we bring up photos all the time and and videos. And and Doug, I've told you my little trick. I used to do it when I uh, would, would fly to visit my daughter when she was going to school down in Arizona or fly home and you're sitting at the airport or whatever uh, waiting to board. Or, or for that matter, on the flight, I, I would clean up photos and say, I, I want to keep that one. I want to get that that one. And and storage is so easy. But remember, uh, that stuff, if you have an iPhone, should be backed up to an iCloud account. Oh, I, I think there is housekeeping. And we brought this up before. Um, do yourself a favor and, and clean some of that stuff up. Uh, you know, it, it, it's easy to take digital photos and take five of you know, and, and pick the winner and delete the rest. It, it really is important, and there really is no automated way to do that. You really have to go through the photos and videos, and it's like I, I take pictures of the stuff at work. If I'm out in the, the plant and it's like, oh, we need to reorder this, I'll take a photo, bring it back to my desk, and then order it. 
in, in my job in purchasing. But then sometimes I forget to delete that photo, and then a week later I get, why do why do I have a photo of these widgets? What, yeah. what was that all about? So yeah, it, it is important to clean that stuff up. Oh, absolutely, and and that's part of I think where where Google has really done a good job too with photos. First of all, you're going to want to rename them. Otherwise, they're going to be like DCS 10, 11, 12, so on and so forth. Well, then when you're looking at it, you go, how can I find that particular photo? Yeah. So if you get home after a, a day of taking pictures and you sort through and keep the ones you want and then rename the ones that you want and then send them up to, up to your Google Photos. Now, these cameras, even our phones, when it comes to taking pictures, these things are just unbelievable high resolution. Oh, yeah. They're high resolution to the point where the human eye cannot see it. They, they, they want you to have clarity. Now, that doesn't mean that you can't keep the original photo. You can. But when you upload those to Google Photos, Google asks you if it can resize them, if it can reduce some of that, that um, uh, dot, per script, dot per inch. And I tell it, yes, I can't tell the difference between a, a 12 megapixel picture and what Google does to them to turn them into a 1024 by, by 1080. They're crystal clear. Again, a lot of these things, they just, if you can't see it, if it goes beyond the human eye, there's really no reason. In addition, the amount of space that these high-res photos and high-res videos take, it's enormous. It is just enormous. And so when you can reduce that, you, in my opinion, are acting as a good netizen. You're concerned about the other people's Internet. And let's face it, on the Internet, we're one big happy network, and we are our brother's keeper. So we all got to kind of be conservative with these things. It's a good thing to learn these things. It's a real good thing. But I got a feeling with this gentleman here, for sure, he's trying to send far too big an email, and it's just rejecting it. It's uh, showing him his picture, showing, well, do you need all this? Uh, they, they really should come up and say it's just too large. I think Google does that now. It's just, and uh, yeah. I think it's a, I have five megabytes or something you can add to a, to a, to an email. Well, and from my phone, when I'm sending a photo of something to someone, uh, whatever it is, it will say, do, do you want to send this you know, in small or low yes. resolution or the very highest? So it gives you a little menu. And depending on what it is, you know, I'll just say, oh, yeah, it's not that important, just so they can see what's going on. Exactly. Uh, I'll just send it. So, so I think that is good buffers. And then, once again, I am a big believer in cleaning up those oh. mobile devices with, with those photos that are sitting there because th- those are big files. And, and if you clean those up, keep the good ones. That, that's fine. But you don't need five of the same photo. And like I say, whenever I'm even at the doctor in the waiting room, I'll say, hey, here's a good opportunity to clean up the phone. Absolutely. Get rid of some of that stuff. It, it, it is a good thing to do. We're going to come back. Uh, we'll, we want to talk about that uh, 5G-based home Internet again. We'll get into all of that uh, in a moment. It is Tech Talk with Doug on this Saturday, and we're on each and every Saturday uh, between 2 and 3 o'clock, sports schedules permitting, here on News Talk. E3-O-W-C-C-O. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. 
Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Tech Talk rolling along here on a Saturday. Hard to believe the hour is almost gone. We'll have Doug's phone number and email at the end of the program. Um, we want to get back to, to the resolution on photos. And I, I think this is important. And thank you to the people that sent in texts uh, along these lines during the break. And, and we want to clarify. It depends on what you're going to use it for. Mm-hmm. If, if you're taking a photo of where in the yard you're digging a hole for a tree and you want to show someone... That probably doesn't need to be a high-res photo of the hole you dug in the yard. But if you're at a family function and you get a group photo and it turned out great and everybody wants a copy and some may want to blow it up, absolutely. You want that as high-res as possible. And this gets back to my life in the printing business. Um, we get low-res photos all the time, and there's not much we can do about that. So in that instance depending on what you're going to use that photo or image for, the higher the resolution, the better. I think Doug's point was it doesn't all need to be at the highest resolution. Exactly. And especially if you're going to be doing editing. Yeah, once you get into that editing, then resolution becomes crucial. So you can blow it up and you can actually work on a per dot basis. Well, the more dots, the clearer and the more functions you can do when it comes to the editing. That's absolutely correct. Yeah, I didn't mean to, to sound off and say, oh, every picture in the world is way too big and taking too much disk space. Not at all. There are times where this is absolutely necessary. Yep, yep. A- absolutely. Depending on what you're going to use it for. If you're just showing someone, hey, we, you know, we, we got a new refrigerator and here's what it looks like, you know, someone's probably not going to blow that up and, and save it, you know, for the future. Um but a great, great point indeed. Uh, before we run out of time, 5G home internet. Just did a search at the T-Mobile site. Not available in my neighborhood at this point in time. We have had good reports. You see it advertised. Very low price point, oh. entry point. Question is that we want to get into real quick in the minute we have, Doug. And we only sure. have about a minute. Is... Are you concerned about security on these 5G home Internet situations? Oh, no, not any more than anything else, actually. I think that it's going to be just fine because it's, it's going to connect up. And, you know, security is really a, a, a whole different world on its own. But from what I can tell, um, T-Mobile and Verizon and AT&T, all their hotspots, they're doing a good job in that. I mean, you get new IPs every time you connect and that kind of thing. 
But yeah, Verizon's at at fifty dollars a month with no contract or T Mobile. T Mobile. Yeah. Um, and we're not advertising for them, but that's a that's a tremendous price. And they're talking four hundred megabits uh, per second down. That's excellent. Yeah, and it, it's one of these things where if it is available in your neighborhood, it's worth checking out. We've had good reports, but once again, your results may vary because this, this is 5G. This is coming over the air to an appliance. It's about the size of a coffee pot that sits somewhere mm-hmm. in your house, and then that creates your wireless network. So you're not getting an actual wire into your home like you would from Xfinity or CenturyLink or other traditional Internet service providers. All right, we've got to run. Uh, Doug, your phone number and email. Uh, thank you. Uh, 651-552-9543. And, of course, admin at WCCOTech.com. A-D-M-I-N at WCCOTECH.com. 651-552-9543. And thank you, Steve. Yeah, Doug, you have a great week. We'll do it again next Saturday. It is Tech Talk. Uh, here on News Talk, E3OWCCO, and thanks to everyone who joined us on the City's One Plumbing Talk and Text Line. We couldn't get to everybody on the program today, but we'll try next week. We'll have all the news and all the weather at 3 here on News Talk, E3OWCCO. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Listen to every MLB game live. The deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.